What's up, bosses? It's your girl, KB, back, and welcome to another episode of the How to Boss podcast, where we spend at least 30 minutes or more discussing ways to build opportunities and seek success, not just in our own lives, but with our business and clients as well. And whoo, today's episode is going to be super important and very, very, uh, how do you say, necessary. And I say that because we are going to be talking about social media impressions. Now, before I get too deep into today's episode, you all, please remember to stay tuned for the entire episode because I have a very, very, very special announcement that I am sharing with you, but you're only going to know about it if you make it all the way to the end, okay? So get your information now and then I'll share my uh, what do you say, my tricks, my treat um, with you afterwards. So let's get into this article. If this is your first time listening to me, then I need to go ahead and give you a little bit of an update. So what I use for my episodes are articles. Obviously, I will be having some interviews coming very, very soon. But right now, the biggest component, or I guess you could say the guest that joins the episodes are the articles that I find to help us support all of the facts that we are going to be talking about in the episode. So for today, this article comes from none other than Brent Barnhart. The title of the article is Building Your Social Media Marketing Strategy for 2021, and it can be found on Sprout Social. And I'd like to share that information with you because if you are not driving and if you're not in the shower or if you're not cooking something, maybe you're sitting down and you're scrolling or you're just having an, a little break and you wanted to listen in. First of all, thank you. And second of all, I want you to be able to follow along with me while I read this article. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to search it on Google so you can find it. Brent Barnhart. Building your social media marketing strategy for 2021. Okay, I hope you're a fast typer because we're going in. So you might be wondering why in the world are we just now talking about social media strategies? Well, there's a reason. Normally by this time, a lot of people have done one of two things with their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, first of all, for some of you, I'm pretty sure you haven't heard New Year's resolution since New Year's. So ta-ta for you on that. But a lot of people by this time have dropped the ball. They're tired. They've been working really, really hard. They've been extremely dedicated, but now they're done. And the burnout that people have been experiencing because we're all stuck at home trying to do our best to be safe from the coronavirus is what's causing burnout to happen a lot quicker because there isn't a lot of opportunity for outside influences. You're not able to travel as much. Some people are going back to traveling, but I do know there are groups of individuals who are still choosing to stay home until this is just completely out of the way of life. Um, so it just depends on who you are and what you've been doing. But even if you are traveling, you still in some areas have to wear a mask. You're still required to stay at least six feet apart. So all depending on where you are in the world, people tie it. And because of that, it's important for people like me who are also tired, but know that I have an obligation to give you information and content. Now is the perfect time for us to be figuring out and talking strategy. 
With that being said, I am grateful that even though this article was written back in January, we can still use this information right now. So if you're looking at the article or if not, no problem, we will work through this together. So number one, it says set goals that make sense for your business. Now, before I even go through and read anything that he wrote, can I please just encourage you to make a system that works for you? There are some people who post on social media every single day. I don't know if you heard me. There are some people that post on social media from Sunday all the way to Saturday and every single day in between. That that system may not work for it, it, may, it may not work for you. It may I know for a fact it does not work for me. Currently right now, I post about 2 to 3 times a week and that's only if I did my content batching you know, enough time ahead. So You have to do what is yours. What type of business do you want? Are you the type of business where you need to be communicating with your clients on a regular basis? Are you the type of person who it's possibly necessary for you to maybe do one article a week and then one cool graphic and then be done with it? What type of audience do you have? What type of brand do you want to have? And how do you want to engage with your community? And this is the perfect, uh, I guess you could say, interjection for social media managers who are also virtual assistants and vice versa. If you have not opened up your doors as a virtual assistant to managing other people's social media, number one, it is a lot of work, but it has such a huge payoff. There is an absolute necessary need for social media managers out there, people don't always want to make graphics they don't always want to come up with captions and they don't want to always engage with their customers and it's not that they can't it's not that they don't want to it's sometimes they just don't have time because they're trying to work really hard behind the scenes in the business development side to give them things to talk about on social media so to all of my virtual assistants out there or to anyone interested in starting an at-home business social media marketing is a whole Thing. But going back to what Brent brought up is there's a couple of bolded tones that he used. He said, increase brand awareness, generate leads and sales, grow your brand's audience, boost community engagement and drive traffic to your site. All of those are so powerful because When you create a healthy, strong, big, bold social media impression, people want that. People love going to that. They love seeing that whenever they're at home minding their own business, they are going to say, oh yeah, let me go to so-and-so's page. Let me see what they posted today. Let me see what information they shared. Or maybe they, oh, every Friday they drop a new product. Let me see what they're dropping this month. Anything that you can use to create and set yourself aside as a dominant brand against the competition is exactly why creating a social media plan that makes sense for your business will take you to the level that you want to go. So now moving on to number two, he says, take time to research your target audience. Hmm. How many times has Kay said that on the podcast? So many times you got to know who you're selling to. 
You have to know who you want to talk to. You have to know who you want to engage with. The audience that you speak to is going to be the audience that maybe buys your new product, encourages other people to join your social media movement, or maybe even share your information in contact with higher ups who could be some really, really good connections for you in the future. Um, You have to know, is your audience on YouTube or is your audience on Facebook? Is your audience on Instagram or is your audience on TikTok? Is your audience on Pinterest or on LinkedIn? Either way, you need to be there. And I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure if Brent talks about the importance of which social media platform you need to be on. But I do know for a fact that not every social media excuse me, not every business needs to be on every social media platform. For example, if your main contact and if your main audience is a group of, uh, you could say what, teenagers between the age of 12 and let's just say 16. I'm pretty sure some 16 year olds got mad at that just now, but um, you're still a baby, baby. Um, But if you're between the ages of like 12 to 16, more than likely, they're not going to be anywhere else but on TikTok. So that means that you need to create a brand that specifically engages with them. What are some ways that you can engage with that audience staying on the platform that they are normally on? The statistics more than likely would support me on that. But yes, you need to be on TikTok if your generational audience is mostly on TikTok. And Of course, for some people that could maybe put you out of your comfort zone and that's okay. A lot of times you don't always have to put your face on those TikTok videos. And if you are not comfortable editing the videos, TikTok has a very, very, very simple, easy to use process. And I'm pretty sure there's someone out there who can show you or there's more than likely over hundreds of TikTok how-to videos on YouTube. But if that's your audience, that's where you have to go. I don't know too many 12-year-olds that are going to be Um, having access to Facebook pages and joining different groups and communicating online. That's more of a 35 and up. Or maybe I'll even bump it down a little bit to maybe 27 and up. You have to know who your people are and what they are. And maybe, maybe you are an aesthetic pleaser. You need to be on Pinterest. People pin and they save and they buy and they get all kinds of wonderful ideas from Pinterest. Case in point, the prime example, DIYs. If you have a business and one of your main goals is to create things and you love maybe going to Dollar General and finding some really, really affordable knickknacks and you make them look like super expensive decor pieces that you can get from Hobby Lobby, That is the type of information and that's the type of product that I believe would do so well on Pinterest because you can create a blog that supports how you did it, shows people where you bought it from. You can then get affiliate links and then boom, now you've got some passive income coming in and all you did was do what you love and that's like buying cheap vases from Dollar General, putting them together with some beautiful beads and bam, now someone's got this expensive vase that truly maybe looks like it was $35, but they probably only spent about six bucks on it. So again, understanding the, um, understanding the social media platforms that are at your, 
use and at your disposal. So also something that he mentions that I think is pretty cool is do your homework on your existing social media audience. So let's say you've been struggling for a long time trying to figure out, I've got all these followers on this platform, but they don't talk to me. They don't what? (laughs) They don't respond. They don't do this, but I get all of this new traction on this new platform. That's okay. You need to find out what time people are talking to you, where they're talking to you from, and what they would do and how they would react to you moving your presence from one platform to the next. You can get clients from anywhere. You can get work from anywhere. But you have to put the time, effort, and energy into the ones that are actually the ones that work best for your network. Okay? So that is... Social media can be, it can be exhausting, but it's only exhausting, again, if you're putting your time in the wrong atmosphere. So I would encourage you to listen to Brent and myself and establish where your target market is and invest the most time, the most effort, and the most energy into that platform. Moving on to number three, establish your most important metrics and KPIs. Now, KPIs, for those of you who may not know, are key performance indicators. Don't run from your numbers. Statistics, reports, spreadsheets, pie charts, graphs, analytics, all of them are so important if you really want to see a difference in how you're communicating with your audience on social media. Now, I am not 100% expert level in Facebook ads and Google ads and Instagram ads. But as someone working in social media, one of the primary things that I plan on doing is taking courses online and learning how to do that. Because a lot of people notice that when they are doing that, they see their rates going up. Obviously, duh, because there's a pay generator to get you in front of the right people, blah, blah, blah. But what that also does is it gives you an entire report of how well you're doing and what people like. Do people like on Instagram, especially, does your audience like it when you post a motivational quote at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday? Or do they prefer a picture of you playing with your puppy with your coffee mug on Sunday mornings um, at around like seven or something? You have to understand that and you won't know if you run from the numbers. And I'm pretty sure in the beginning, it's scary. Like I know for myself, I was terrified. I hated looking at my analytics, but I was like, if I want to get better, I have to know where I'm struggling in. And everyone knows the numbers don't lie. So A couple of the ones that Brent mentions in his article is reach, clicks, engagement, and hashtag performance. Those are some of the major, I guess you could say titles or topics that you want to talk about and you want to look at because I'll tell you something else. When you have these numbers, you always have something to compare it to. You will always have the information to say, hey, this did really well in May. I wonder if I can maybe repurpose my content and see if I can post it again 
in August. Let's just see how it goes because everyone loved it when I did my my uh, my 10 day journaling challenge and I posted about it every day for 10 days. Let me see if I can redo that again. Sometimes it's just about being consistent and knowing what is out there. Um, a couple of other things that he talked about was organic and paid likes and sentiment. Those to me, this is what, well, I won't so I won't say what they mean to me. I'll tell you what he says. So sentiment is, this is a quote. This is the measurement of how users reacted to your content, brand, or hashtag. Did customers find your recent campaign offensive? What type of sentiment are people associating with your campaign hashtag? It's always better to dig deeper and find out how people are talking about your brand, end quote. I think that's pretty awesome. Now, I consider myself to be more of an emotional marketer. So I understand how to find the emotional and psychological connection between the wording and phrasing that someone may have when they read either your article or see your post or read your email. So what that is saying or what sentiment is offering, and obviously this is a promotion for him on Sprout Social, but I am pretty sure there are a bunch of different other social media managers that have something similar to that. But sentiment is really important. And a lot of times you don't always have to have a analytic to measure that. If you don't want to, you can truthfully just look in your comment section and see how it's making people feel and making sure that in the climate of the world today that you are being more than just politically correct but you're being empathetic to what someone else would say or how they would feel if you uh let's say for example if you're posting something and you're like wow this was super lit but you have a pretty high audience in australia and not too long ago, they were experiencing some really crazy fires and losing a lot of their wildlife, right? So that's, again, something to keep in mind. What happens or what's happening in the world today and what can I say to be a positive force instead of a negative force for that? And of course, organic and paid likes, that's self-explanatory. You need to know where like you need to know how you can reach people on your own just with one post and then it's also good to see what boosting the post can do and how you can keep the people once you pay to get them there so that's a really really good section i love that one all right number four create and curate engaging social content so he says at this point you should have a pretty good idea of what to publish based on your goal and brand idea you probably feel confident in which network works to cover too but what about your content strategy now this isn't oh sorry end quote <laughs> so all right i don't post pictures of me all the time uh my best friend and I we will sometimes collaborate and just do batch photos of each other and we'll make those photos last I'm not kidding maybe for like four months <laughs> um just because one y'all I'm home okay I'm not doing my hair every day I'm not putting on no makeup I don't even know if I even have makeup anymore but I know that anytime I post a picture of my face the audience that I have on Instagram, they love it. I usually always get more likes on my face photos than I do on my uh, my graphics that I create. And a lot of my graphics are quotes, but the quotes usually always get responses or I'll usually always get a comment on, on it. So, but that's how 
I know my audience. I know what they like and what they want to see. Um, so now you, on the other hand, you need to figure out what people want to see from you. Establish your colors. Figure out what type of photos you want to use. Make it look pretty and make it fun. A lot of times people get burnt out because they're doing so much because they think that everybody's got to look the same. No, sometimes I've been on some Instagram pages where it's nothing but pictures. There's not a quote. There's not a graphic. There's not a video. It's just pictures of trees and outdoors and them walking down the street or beaches and they're selling business out of the wazoo but that's because they've attracted that type of audience they know what they like and on the other hand I have seen some Instagram pages where it's all words I almost don't even think that a real human is using the Instagram page because it's always a quote or some type of infographic or some type of carousel of information either way it just depends on what people like, what they want to see, and how you want to make it look. And I genuinely think that's pretty. Like, If you can figure out the best ways for you to make your Instagram pretty and fun, then that is pretty freaking awesome. So we have gone through four out of the six different tips that he's provided for us in this article. We're going to take a quick break to hear one quick word from our sponsor, which is Anchor. Absolutely enjoy using this platform. It is amazing. So we'll hear from them really briefly, and then we'll be right back to wrap up. And I get to share my surprise with you all. Be back. Thank you, drum roll. Okay, so here is the awesome information. In light of making a strong and powerful social media impression your girl has officially made a landing page and we are live with our email data newsletter collections i am so excited thank you to everyone who has already subscribed i am genuinely so grateful that you trusted me with your email address and now i have an opportunity to truly engage with you so just to give you a little insight obviously your girl still has a job, okay? My job now is twofold. So while I am still working with clients as an executive assistant, a content manager, a sales associate, an, an administrator, a project manager, all of the other beautiful titles that come with being a virtual assistant, I am also in the process of finding ways to give my platform space to teach and to train and to work with other virtual assistants who really want to get into this world and understand it a little bit better. So with that being said, I am asking that you join my community. I am in the process of creating products and different forms of digital sources that can be of assistance to you if you are interested in becoming a virtual assistant or if you just want more information about what I do and why I do it and if you are a small business owner and you would love to work with me then I want to connect with you too and we can figure out how we can work so the landing page link is located on my anchor profile and or it's on all of my social media platforms you cannot miss it so please after you're done listening to this episode go ahead and subscribe to my email chain you will not be sorry and i'm also going to start creating some exclusive content so if you want to be an og crew member then you need to go ahead and join now the reason for that is because 
on August the 2nd, my open enrollment will be closing and I'm only going to be working with OG members to create some really, really special and again, exclusive content for them. So I want you to be a part of that. I don't want you to miss it. Join today. And when you join before August 2nd, you also get entered in for a 20% off credit that I will apply to either your first product or your first service of your choosing. Just let me know which one you want and then I will help you out. So that was my big surprise. Your girl's got a landing page. We're making some moves here to help other VAs out and also to potentially upscale and work with some pretty big networks in the future. So join, it's on my socials. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at K underscore consulting, or you can follow me on Facebook at the how to boss and other than that i will see all of you wonderful individuals on the next episode peace and take care thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the how to boss podcast where we learn how to build opportunities and seek success not just for our businesses but also for ourselves please be sure to share like comment subscribe all of those beautiful things that everybody tells you to do and make sure that you go and check out my landing page before August the 2nd so you can be entered in for a chance to save 20% on your first product or package deal when you choose to work with me. Thank you so much and I will see you soon. Bye.